Now, the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the future of the real estate market. It's a very difficult thing to analyze right now because there are so many underlying issues that could cause this market to tailspin. Of course, it doesn't help that we're in basically the most unaffordable housing market that we've been in in the past 40 years. But there's a lot going on right now. And I think that because of all of this information or disinformation or 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 buzz that people try to use to influence your decisions, that it just causes you to kind of sit on the fence and say, you know what, I'm just going to wait and see how this plays out. And so that's what we're talking about today. How do, how do we sift through all of this information and find a path forward? If you're thinking of buying a home or thinking of selling a home, it's pretty easy to get overwhelmed. It, just truth. Go online and just type in real estate news and and, and just look at the same information that anybody else looks at. And it's pretty easy to see that it's not looking too good out there, right? But you have all these folks that are like, oh, it's fine. You know, rates are going to come back down. Inventory will then go up. People can start moving again. Let me just tell you this, because this is what I don't think is going to happen in the short term. Short term meaning the next three to six months. We're not going to have a, a large decrease in interest rates because as soon as that happens, it's like pouring gasoline on this housing market that's been on fire for the past few years, and it's going to just drive prices up again. If, if that happens, then everything that the Fed has done would be erased, and they have not addressed the affordability issue of real estate as they've tried to stem inflation. And so we're going to keep talking about this. We're going to talk about you know, perspectives that I think are important for you to have as a buyer or as a seller or as an investor. Um, but again, if you'd like to reach out to me, if you have questions about your specific situation, if you're thinking of buying a home or selling a home, both, you know, of course we do have that incentive where if you buy and sell with us, then we'll move you for free as well as a bunch of other incentives just to try and help, frankly, help you either make more money or save money depending upon how you want to look at it. We've got commissions as low as 2.4%. Uh, it just depends on what your situation is and what you need from us in order to help you with this transition. Because buying and selling a home right now is, again, it's a little tricky, trickier than it has been. So if you'd like to reach out to me, 843-800-0065, 843-800-0065, or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. Now, one thing that we haven't really talked about yet, but it's coming, it's coming, is every four years, we hear, well, we're going to wait and see what happens with the election, right? Again, this, this goes back to consumer confidence. And I'm, I'm placing a, a wager that housing, specifically affordable housing, is going to be a big talking point. When, when people are confident with the direction and overall state of the economy, people are more likely to transact in real estate. But in election years especially when the current president is you know, unlikely to be here for another four years, or at least we hope. The future is uncertain, right? Tax implications, market stimuli, like the, 
you know, the Biden administration proposing a $15,000 home buyer tax credit. It, it all gets factored in. It overwhelms and it causes people to straddle the fence. And what we, I think, know at this point is that Bidenomics have basically pushed the, the low and middle class into a nation of renters, especially at a time when average rents uh, you know, across the country have crossed the $2,000 a month mark for the first time ever, by the way. So it's not a great time uh, for a lot of people for, for things like affordability to be such a big issue. So for the folks that are, or, and the publications out there that are pushing this narrative that everything's fine, you know, inflation is tamed or it's almost there, rates are going to come back down to affordable levels by the end of the year. I think you're in for a rude awakening. A, a lever has to be pulled because we are in the most unaffordable housing market in the last 40 years. As of right now, 39% of the median household income is required to make the monthly payment on the average priced home. It really has made home ownership the least affordable it's been since 1984. And by the way, when housing affordability is measured, this is just a little you know idiosyncrasy, little thing that you should probably know, but when housing affordability is measured, it takes into account the qualifying income that you would need in order to purchase a median priced home with a 25% debt to income ratio. Meaning 25% of your income is going towards your housing payments. Right now we're at 39%. It also, by the way, factors in a 20% down payment. Well, not a lot of people have a 20% down payment. So it means that affordability is actually even worse for the people that have less than 20% down. Now you'll have some people out there inevitably that will say, well, you know, I remember when, you know, interest rates were 18%, you know? Well, yeah, they were in the, in the early eighties for about a month or two. And then they came back down to 16 and then they went down to like 12, um, which was slightly above average. I mean, but, but the problem here is, is twofold. On one hand, home prices were significantly lower when you would take into account, you know, earnings and, and, and home prices and ultimately purchasing power back then. And, but the difference this time around and why it feels so much different and why it's such a big deal is the rate by which interest, interest rates have increased over the past year and a half. We've really never seen anything like it. I mean, go back, if you really care to look at the data, like I have for all this stuff that I say, go and look at the year-over-year change in interest rates going back the past 60 years. You will see a Mount Everest-like spike in interest rates starting at the beginning of last year to now. So just to put today's, I mean, we've never seen anything like it in modern history. I'll put it that way. So to put affordability levels into perspective, it's going to take some combination of the following, either up to a 28% decline in real estate prices, a more than a 4% reduction in 30-year mortgage rates, meaning mortgage rates come down by four percentage points, or up to a 60% growth in median household income to bring affordability just back to the 25-year average. Never mind where we were. This is just back to the 25-year average. You know, we had a 10-year stretch where interest rates were below 5%. I mean, this fueled an unbelievable amount of real estate purchases for 
second homes, vacation properties, uh, you know, long-term rentals, short-term rentals, Airbnbs. Now, nearly two out of every five homes is owned by someone that does not live there. And here's something that just isn't really being talked about right now. There's a big segment of the market that's exploded over the past several years. And that's the short-term rental market. You know, everybody wants to get into short-term rental because the returns look so sexy, right? We get, we get the calls all the time. And there are municipalities all over the country that are either banning or putting severe limitations on short-term rentals. I mean, look at Folly Beach as an example. Historically, a fantastic place to own a short-term rental. Well, they capped the number of STR licenses at 800. So now you have dozens and dozens and dozens of people on the waiting list. And if you're one of the people that didn't renew or you bought one thinking that you could just do a short-term rental, now you have to wait. And what you're left with is only being able to do it for up to 72 nights a year if it's your primary residence. So you're going to see inventory in these markets that uh, in no way, shape, or form are performing at the level of revenue that they thought they would be getting. It's very similar to what happened in Somerville when they passed an ordinance back in 2000 uh, that said that you can do a short-term rental if and only if you reside in the property for at least 183 days a year and you are present when guests check in. So we talk about, you know, how the, the market's a lot different this time around because, you know, lending requirements have gotten much tighter and you can't just tell a bank how much you make, right? Remember the stated income, stated asset, no documentation loans? What a nightmare, by the way, that created. Uh, we won't have time on this program to relive that section of, of uh, our lives, but uh, there's a type of loan out there commonly used to acquire these short-term rentals. And it's called a DSCR loan or a debt service coverage loan. It's basically a commercial loan that's used based on the borrower's ability to make payments based on the revenue the property generates. So they, they, they use it mostly for like hotels and resorts, but then short-term rentals got thrown into the mix as a viable use. Well, they're not based on personal income. They're based on future cash flow. So you have all these people buying these short-term rentals with these very aggressive projections for what these properties could earn in the form of revenue. And then we had this massive boom in this market. Everybody started buying short-term rentals. It just became this new get-rich-quick thing and it saturated the market to the point where municipalities are now doing something about it. But if you think about you know, the reality of that market. It, it does span across all price points because there aren't a ton of people. There's not a ton of demand to go and stay in a short-term rental in a somewhat sketchy area. You know, it, it, it's, it used to be a vacation rental. Well, now it's kind of replaced some hotels and, and some of those people that might stay for a night or two, right? So if, obviously they're complaining. And on top of that, municipalities are taxing the you-know-what out of the owner. You know, 14% on top of your business license, on top of, you know, increased insurance, on top of everything else, while demand is deflating because the market is saturated. So I think there's going to be quite a few homes that hit the market that in no way, shape, or form are generating the kind of revenue they thought they would generate. 
And that's what was used to get those loans in the first place. And if you look at other parts of the country, they're already starting to default on those loans. So you've got all of these different things happening in the world of real estate. I could keep going, but what I want to get to is, is, is application, right? Sellers, I think your window to have the cards in your favor is closing and it's closing rather quickly. You know, on the buyer side, are there any deals out there? How do you find those deals? How do you find those opportunities? Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about this meeting that I had with, with some, uh, you know, some folks that had a very large amount of money. They want to invest in our local market, the research that went into that and how I would go about finding those opportunities. Like I already do for myself and the investor clients we already have. Um, and then lastly, I just want to talk for just a moment about what we're doing to help people through these difficult times, through some of the incentives that we're offering uh, that are just different from what some other folks out there are doing. So I want to share that with you as well. Again, if you want to reach out to me, if you want to have a conversation with me about real estate, it doesn't have to be because you're ready, willing, and able right now uh, to buy or sell a home. I'm happy to just have a conversation with you. Of course, we're here to earn your business. You know, We've been doing this since 2006. We've represented about a billion dollars worth of real estate here in the Charleston area. So we'd love to help you too. My number is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or you can check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around folks for uh, more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA. Find Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues next on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA.